You're listening to the Growth Exponential Podcast. I'm your host, Bradley Karoko. Today, we're joined by Leah Koss, who is the co-founder and president of Build a Biz Kids, whose mission is to change the way we value and educate people and society in order to prepare today's kids for a future filled with artificial intelligence, technology, and ongoing change. Leah, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. So I'm super curious because I don't think that I've ever interviewed someone who's pushing children forward in the artificial and technology space. So could you share with us at a high level about your organization? Absolutely. You know, what's so interesting is although we're preparing kids for a future filled with artificial intelligence, technology, robots, all that kind of stuff, the irony is that we're not necessarily teaching them the technical skills to do those things. So where the ideology comes from is when you and I were in school, we grew up feeling that we were valued by society if we did X, Y, and Z. So are we winning the race? Are we getting A's on our multiple choice test? You know, all those things that society says in order for you to be of value, you need to excel in these areas. But it hasn't really changed over the years. And things like your multiple choice, or sorry, um, your multiplication tables, or algebra. Those are all still obviously very relevant. You should understand the concepts of them, when you would apply them, why you need them. But do I actually need to know my multiplication tables anymore? Because the joke when when I was a kid, I don't know about you, was, oh, you better learn these because what, are you going to carry a calculator around with you everywhere you go? Well, yeah, like that's my phone. Like we have that these days. And when it comes to AI and robotics and technology, they will work 24 seven a day at a lightning speed that I could never compete with. So why do we want to raise kids to place all of their self value into things that actually just aren't relevant in today's society? And it's evolving so quickly that even if we want to teach kids coding, for example, right? A lot of parents are putting their kids in code. It's the same idea. When they graduate, if they're 10 years old, That's like seven, eight years away. Do you know what's happened in the last seven or eight years? 250 languages of code. So whatever language they learn today is going to be obsolete by the time they graduate. So we really want to to do two things. We want to help to teach kids why they need things, critical thinking. They're called soft skills in the industry, which is a terrible name, but essentially it's human skills. We want to teach kids to become better humans, not better robots, because we just can't compete. And in the areas that we're better humans, the irony is that's also where our self-satisfaction comes from. So really, although we're wanting to change how we value people in society and help prepare kids for a changing future with AI and technology and robotics, we want them to be happy fulfilled individuals. And we can't do that when we're constantly, even, you know, as we grow older and all of a sudden getting A's on tests no longer matters. Our boss doesn't give us an exam where we have to like figure out, okay, what's the right answer here? As we learn very quickly in the world, there is no right answer to anything. Yet our value is now based on how we look, what we drive, where do we live? Are we married? Do we have kids? There's all these things that society is saying, are you good enough for the world? Do we value you as a human? And it just strips us of our ability to truly go, what makes me happy? What do I want to do in this world? What do I want to contribute? What do I want to lean into that I have an interest in and I'd like to explore? 
But society tells me if I want to do good for the world, you don't make money at that. If I want to become an artist of any kind, you don't make money at that. And it's because the money is the thing that we're chasing. So if we can just change how we value humans and in turn, how we educate them and what we're educating them on, what we're trying to achieve with developing them. Now we have the space as we grow older at any stage of life to be happy and fulfilled and place our, our value on the things that we value, not what society values, not what our parents value, not what the school board values. It's what we value. And it's really just giving people that space to feel like they can discover themselves. Wow. It's really impressive. And the fact that you're doing that for children, it makes them adults, it seems like, so much faster. So could you share about what was your path that led you here today? <laughs> you know, it's so funny because um, I just did an interview the other day and I had this funny realization where um, my background after college was franchising. So I'm selling businesses to adults. And then from there, I became a franchise consultant. So I'm coaching businesses and you know, entrepreneurs and things like that on how to effectively build and systematize their, their business. Well, you know, God love the consultants and coaches of the world, but I kind of reflected all of a sudden, I was like, adults are really tough to coach because we really grab onto our, these beliefs that don't serve us and we fight for our limitations and we have to defend ourselves on why we've been doing things the wrong way that's not providing the value that we want. But, you know, I need to, I need to justify myself so you don't judge me, right? And I'm like, you know, what if, what if I just help fix the kids before they get messed up? <laughs> and so that's kind of the philosophy on why we work with kids. We even work with younger kids. When people think of kids, we always think of either college university, right? When people think, oh, we need to progress the education system, we think college university. And then when we think of youth and how we need to like help our youth, we think of like grade eight to 12. Well, no, no, no. Grade eight, if you remember, is when all of a sudden I felt peer pressure and I had to fit in and, and my inhibitions were kind of all of a sudden not so I wasn't willing to take risks because what if I looked stupid? And so we go even further back and we focus primarily on seven to 12 year olds. We, we say seven just because we need them to have a little bit of literacy and in understanding their math and reading and writing. But as soon as they get those fundamentals, we are right on them going, okay, now let's make learning relevant. So going to why do I do this? The number one thing that people say to us when they see the programs that we're developing and that we offer and the experiences that our students go through, they say, I wish I had this when I was a kid. And that is 100% why I'm doing this. I am living so vicariously through these kids. I am going, what would have been awesome? What would have made me excited to learn? What has made me excited to learn as an adult? Uh, what we realized really quickly is it's all about relevance. So if you and I were to go to a seminar and maybe our boss told us you have to go to this seminar and we were not into the topic, it didn't feel relevant. I'm like, when am I gonna use this? I just don't care. We check out. Well, that's what it's like for a kid every day in school because even though, you know, algebra, I always use this as an example because it's kind of the, the inside joke among adults. Oh, I'm so glad I spent all this time learning algebra. Well, you know what? In business, algebra is really important. I need to figure out how many widgets do I need to sell at what price in order to make X. I mean, that's the basics of algebra. But at the time, the teacher's talking about Timmy and Susie having apples and oranges. 
And as a kid, I'm like, I don't care about apples and oranges, right? And so if instead the teacher didn't even bring up algebra and just said, okay, what do you want to accomplish in the world? What do you want to buy for yourself? What do you want to do? What's exciting to you? Algebra will ultimately come up where the child needs to now think backwards and now it's relevant. And now they go, please teach me. I need to figure this out, right? So it's really about creating relevance and living vicariously. I also had the fortunate experience of having that one teacher, Mr. Ed. He impacted my life so much because he made Greek mythology somehow relevant. He made learning about artifacts and digging up old bones and, and crazy stuff. I still remember every bone in my body all the way back from grade six because of how he taught it through relevance and experience that was hands-on. So it's really wanting to give every child that experience, but not just with one year with one teacher, but their entire educational learning that they can then carry on with them once they graduate. How cool. I just really made me think of so many different ideas. And, and I'm wondering, could you share a story or a success story that was incredibly impactful that kind of describes what you're out to do? Sure. Like of some of the students that have taken our programs? 100%. Yeah. So if you go to our website, buildabizkids.com, uh, there's a couple of videos on there. And there's a, the one that just always blows my mind is how young these kids are learning major life lessons that most of us are not learning until we're 35. <laughs> and they're coming to these conclusions themselves. So there's one girl, Bryn, and oh my goodness, this girl was like so many of us who put the pressure of having to start her own business so heavy on herself. It has to be right. It has to be perfect. And um, a lot of the skills that we try to cultivate in students, we, we often actually use entrepreneurship as a medium to teach these human skills, not because we want all the kids in the world to be entrepreneurs, but those skills that they cultivate going through that process are things like critical thinking, decision-making, resiliency, um, leadership, collaboration, um, communication in multiple ways from body language to verbal to written, um, empathy for your customer and caring about what they think and what they might perceive based on what you're putting out there. So it's so many practical human skills. Well, through the process, she could not figure out what product she was going to sell. Now, Bryn at the time, I believe was eight or nine years old. And on market day, I go around and I interview on video every single student and I ask them, what's your business? What's your product? Um, what was your favorite part of the program? What was the thing you didn't like most about the program? And what's something you would tell another student who wanted to start their own business? What's some advice you would give? And what's so incredible about Bryn is she just, she warms your heart and you, you immediately understand what she's saying because she was like, <laughs> she goes, um, if I can recall correctly, because really you got to watch it because I'm going to butcher this for how sweet and innocent this little like eight, nine year old is, is that I was having so much stress and, and ups and downs trying to figure out my product and I had to come up with a last minute solution. So she had to make a quick decision because she couldn't delay any longer, right? So I had to make a quick decision and I was just so stressed out. But then, you know, today this customer comes up and they have no idea what I've been through. And all they say is, I'd like to buy your product. And they give you the money. 
And then you realize that all of what you went through, the ups and the downs, she calls it the lumps in your path, all the lumps in your path were all worth it for this one moment when somebody wanted what you had and they gave you money for it. And you're just like, wow, you just learned like such a major life lesson in a matter of a few weeks that she came to conclusion with all on her own. On the contrast though, we have this kid, Owen, who he would be deemed a hustler in that you could not walk past this student's booth without buying 10 of what, we, what he had. So he just had tote bags and he had printed these designs on them that his aunt had drawn. And this kid is a incredible communicator. Like that was already, that, we cannot take credit for that. He was already an incredible communicator. But he takes resiliency in a different direction where he goes, you know, this teaches you about real life. This teaches you how, you know, a customer will come up and say, oh, yeah, I'll come back and buy this. And then they just run. And so people are going to lie to you. That's just what they do. And it's okay because you'll sell some and you won't sell some. And, and it's just like, whoa, like, you know, the resiliency there and the understanding of human behavior and not to take it personally is going to serve him so well. Um, you know, as a live example, our very, very first um, market day, this girl Carly had these succulents in uh, like teacups and that's what she was selling. And we do not stage their market days. It is not just friends and family. We go to a real mall in their community and they set up to the general public. So you get really nice customers and then you get not as nice customers, just like the real world. And so this person kind of walked up hands behind their back and looks at Carly's booth and she goes, hi, would you like me to tell you about my product? And they just go, mm, mm, mm. and they just kind of grunt at her and then they walk away. And Carly turns to us with her hands on her hips and she's like, they're grumpy. And I was like, oh my gosh, there are adults that I have seen at farmer's markets trying to make a go at whatever the thing is they're trying to sell. And someone comes up and says, that's kind of dumb. Why did you make that? And they crumble because they haven't built up that resiliency, that, that reality that not everyone's going to love what you have to offer. And here's Carly just going, well, that was funny. And she's nine. And it's just like, wow, if we can get flexed and maintain that perspective that they're developing through this program that can carry forward through high school, like how much nicer would high school be if you didn't take everything personally and, and hold it to your chest for like the next 30 years of your life saying I was never good enough. If all of a sudden you can grow up feeling worthy and satisfied, that's money right there. That's gold. That's fulfillment. That's a happy person growing up. And, and that's what I want for all of our students. Wow. Well, there's so much that we can learn from observing children and impart to them at the same time and reinforce the behaviors that they have at a young age that'll bring them success in their adult life. You are doing so much good for so many young people. What are ways that our listeners can help you accomplish your goals? Oh, thank you for asking that. So um, obviously, like with any organization, is just helping more people know about it. So Build Up As Kids is a registered charity here in Canada. Uh, with COVID and such, in-person programs have postponed, but we have a lot of online curriculum. I have to say COVID has actually really opened our eyes to how much we were limiting what we were offering because we were so focused on the in-person experience. 
So we have a lot of um, programs that are launching for this summer uh, that are online. That's not just entrepreneurship, but is you know financial literacy, prototyping and inventing, and a lot of really cool, fun things like that. So helping us get the word out. We also are very much about the digital divide. This always existed, but when COVID hit, we didn't realize just how deep it went. If a child or even a family does not have access to a device and high-speed uh, household internet. It's so important. And in fact, we believe that high-speed uh, household internet is should be a human right, just like you know, bathrooms, public bathrooms. Um, if you don't have it, we believe it's just impossible for anyone to be able to get ahead. So we're raising laptops, um, used computers from organizations that still work great. They're just not souped up enough for the organization. We uh, wipe them out, we repurpose them, and we give them to different families. We're also advocating with different organizations about providing less expensive and free internet access to lower income households. So if you have any connections there or would be interested in talking more about that or would like to donate, you can go to our website. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd say those are the main main areas that we're looking for. And we do a lot of development of technology programs. For example, uh, it's hard for kids to get hands-on experience during COVID when it's kind of this hands-off, don't come close to me world. So we're creating things like a stock, stock market investing game where kids are investing in the real stock market with funny money to learn about valuation and, and business and what the world functions like. We also have a virtual reality program to teach kids how to talk in public and pitch and deliver presentations with a responsive program where the audience actually responds to them based on their performance in the program. It's using AI technology. It's very, very cool. We also started another organization. It's a benefit corporation because of COVID, which is basically an all year round program. So much like when you say, what is your child in? And you say, oh, they're in music or they're in soccer. It's kind of insinuating that they're in it. And then they just keep going until the kid doesn't want to go anymore. We're like, why does that not exist for business and economics? You know, So BBK Network is now a program where you place your child in and year after year, they're developing awareness around social impact initiatives, inventing and prototyping economics and, and how the world works. And in one classroom, because it's online, just 75 minutes every week where they're learning their concepts, then they go outside of their classroom and they actually take action in their communities. But while they're in that classroom, there'll be a kid from Texas and Colorado and Ontario and Alberta, all in one classroom to help kids gain greater perspective by getting them out of their bubble. So that's actually our next cohort launches in September. So we're doing pre-registration right now and uh, more awareness about that program would be wonderful too. Brilliant, brilliant. Where can folks find you? So buildabizkids.com is our website. I will say right now, as of this recording, it's a little, we, we have a bunch of errors in the back end of the code. So we're redoing that website. So if you go there, we know it's a little mangled. bbknetwork.com is the benefit corporation I just mentioned. And then you can also find me on LinkedIn, Leah Koss. Um, I'm the only Leah Koss out there. So feel welcome to connect with me. That's great. Well, I want to thank you so much for all you're doing and for joining us for the Growth Exponential podcast and wish you tremendous success in all your worthy endeavors. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the Growth Exponential podcast. If you know an executive director or nonprofit professional that you think I should interview, shoot me an email at bradley at growthexponential.org.